0: hello hello guys we are back now with part two of why adhd in women is routinely dismissed misdiagnosed and treated inadequately okay so we're just going to go off what we were talking about so i'm just going to quickly run through adhd in women's diagnostic considerations and challenges okay so clinicians use the dsm minus five guidelines to diagnose adhd as well as the rating scales interviews and other practices Research indicates that girls and women compared to boys and men are consistently underidentified and under-diagnosed for ADHD using these types of diagnostic criteria. So I can definitely say the way I was tested for ADHD was like a questionnaire and some of the questions was like, do you prefer to sit down or stand up? Do you find it hard to read? Do you struggle focusing on tasks? Are you fidgety? Do you prefer to be doing something or sitting down? Like things like that and this is like a rhythm scale and then the psychiatrist saw her and she was like oh yep you have adhd but at the time she was like we need to put this in the back because this is why you're not here and we need to deal with this other thing first so i actually kind of got accidentally diagnosed because i was seeing her for something else um so yeah kind of got put on the back burner all right so let's go back into the diagnostic considerations okay so there is disparity in female and males and it includes the following so there's inattentive symptom presentation a subtle symptom presentation with a greater likelihood of inattentiveness marks adhd experiences for many women and girls who are not outwardly disruptive to others so many clinicians however are most familiar with the hyperactive Disruptive presentations of ADHD that are more common in men and boys. And studies indicate that hyperactivity and impulsivity, along with other externalizing symptoms like conduct problems, are strong predictors of diagnosis compared to other ADHD presentations. So they're kind of saying if you're not out there loud causing havoc, it's not going to be as obvious that you have ADHD. And for women, this is a huge thing because of societal norms and expectations. And because we have a more holistic approach and more emotional maturity, we understand these things and that's why we can suppress it more than men. And that's why there is probably a later likelihood of being diagnosed. And it goes into what I want to talk about now, which is camouflaging symptoms. So there's research that shows women are highly motivated to hide the ADHD symptoms and then compensate for them. So symptoms that are observable are often anxiety or mood related so it can lead to a misdiagnosis so that's why there probably are a lot of diagnoses of anxiety and maybe because they feel like they can't be themselves but it masks as maybe a borderline personality disorder um, or even depression because when you have to suppress things it can make you quite low inside and again you're not being yourself So this is why there can be a lot of misdiagnosis. Even though they have depression, anxiety, they may also have ADHD. And then the kind of more concentrated, though, treatment is on the depression and anxiety when it could be more so on treating ADHD, which can then contribute to that further. So that's why there are a lot of misdiagnoses and back and forth in finding what is the best treatment option and what is the best medication that work because ADHD medication could be the factor that can actually help the anxiety and depression if they were to treat that. Anyways, okay, let's go into gender bias. So gender bias is rarely intentional, but it's insidious and persuasive and it influences how clinicians see and label women. There's referrals and there's rating scales. So with referrals, it's inattentive, non-disruptive symptoms rarely arouse concern and which is why few girls and teens with these symptoms are referred for diagnosis or consultation. Rating scales for ADHD are skewed towards male behaviour symptoms. Internalised symptoms and impairments are often unaddressed and many instruments are not normed for women's values. So there definitely needs to be a different scale between men and women for ADHD or even like a universal test that has both these things in it. And yeah, so there's lack of research, lack of research in the field. Probably because a lot of us have just like dealt with it and also just gone through that stage where we're like, no, this isn't for me. So we really like office jobs. We're like, no, this isn't for me. And then we'll do like a labour job or something like that, which is good and we may enjoy it. But what if we could also have thrived in our office job? Like if we we're an architect or a doctor or something like that, you know, you'd never know. So this is why it has. it should be treated so we can follow our dreams. There's a hormonal impact. So ovarian hormones interact with almost every system in the body, and they're essential components in physical, social, and emotional health for all women. So the brain is a target organ for estrogen, and it protects the brain by enhancing neurotransmitter activity, which then impacts executive functioning, attention, motivation, verbal memory, sleep, and concentration. Oestrogen levels, which fluctuate throughout the month as well as across the lifespan, impact the expression of ADHD symptoms in women. ADHD is largely thought of as a condition with stable symptoms across time, but it's not always the case for women and their bodies. So the truth is ADHD symptoms can vary with hormone fluctuations. So that's a big one that not many people knew and I didn't know either, Um, If we're having like hormonal imbalances or on your period or things like that, you would never think, oh, my ADHD is influenced by this. You'd kind of just think my mood is influenced by this. Um, So actually ADHD symptoms increase as estrogen decreases. So estrogen obviously decreases after ovulation, in the middle of the cycle, and even further near the start of menstruation. So the combination of low estrogen and high progesterone exacerbates symptoms tremendously and it means symptoms vary day-to-day. Some women may be more sensitive to these micro fluctuations. Yep, so what if you did the test on a different day on the day you were to see a doctor or someone was assessing you? So it fluctuates. So oestrogen kicks in during puberty and it's around the time when ADHD becomes more prominent in girls. Hormonal changes are often expressed as anxiety and emotional vitality. However, may also be high in this time, which could lead to again being misdiagnosed with anxiety or a mood disorder and treated improperly or insufficiently. So a big one would actually be being treated for bipolar disorder, when again, it's a fluctuation in hormones. And the ADHD internalized symptoms and external symptoms And not saying that that person doesn't have bipolar, but it's saying there could be a balance and treating maybe ADHD first could then definitely impact the positive treatment for bipolar rather than focusing on the mood disorder before ADHD. So let's just quickly go into treatment considerations to finish off. So obviously ADHD can be treated with therapy, medication, lifestyle changes and accommodations and women with ADHD should consider the following treatment options. Clinician or therapist experienced with ADHD in women and girls So finding this professional is perhaps the most important and it's also the most difficult thing to do. Be sure to ask about their experience treating ADHD in women. So that's true. A lot of people don't specialise in these fields as much as they specialise in depression or borderline personality disorder or PTSD. That is because, again, there hasn't been that much research as there have been for mood disorders and there have been for ADHD. That also could be a case where, again, there's that misdiagnosis there. And another thing is people like myself have just learned ways of living your life around it, which is a shame. Okay, so one that I want to say now is medication. So it's important to find a doctor who understands the impact of hormones on ADHD and the interplay with medication. So stimulants may be less effective in the second half of the menstrual cycle. Hormone replacement therapy greatly improves ADHD symptoms in postmenopausal women. It increases available estrogen and progesterone. SSRIs are commonly prescribed for anxiety and mood disorders. It's crucial for clinicians to understand how stimulants interact with SSRIs and impact symptoms all around. So I actually went to Byron Bay... Earlier this year and I saw a tarot card reader and this was so insane how specific she was, but I walked in and the first thing she said to me was, Tiffany, you need to get on top of your ADHD medication. And I was like, oh my God, like how did you even know I had ADHD? And she's like, I really think at this time in your life the key is to get medication and get on top of it and find one that works Because I had tried a few things like Ritalin, dexamphetamine and the side effects of it because you get really hyper. And then once it wears off, you like go down, but it it lowers your mood. So I was kind of off those meds. And then I didn't know that there was other meds. I kind of was like, oh, if there's no Ritalin or dex, nothing's going to work. But so many people would use other things like Bionese. And she just, like, said that to me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so random and specific. I mean, it wasn't like her being like, oh, like, you need to focus more on treating your health. You need to take this career path. Like, it was so specific. She's like, this is the key to your life right now. You need to get on top of your ADHD medication. And I was thinking, what the F? I'm not even here for that. Like, I've got other problems. I went to her and I wanted to ask, like... Am I going to get married soon? Am I going to be in a relationship soon? So it was actually funny when she said that to me. So I did get on top of it after that. I don't take medication still majority of the time because of side effects and things like that, but I do take it when I need it and it does work. Okay, reframing. Therapists can help you validate your experience, question the impact of societal expectations on your outlook and teach you to practice self-advocacy. So that's a big one for me as well. Before, um, especially in previous jobs, if I would make a mistake, or I would always get up from my desk, I feel like the boss was thinking, oh my God, like she's making too many mistakes. She's rushing, she's always up. She doesn't want to be here. And to be honest now, I'm just more straight up. I'm not in that job anymore anyways because it was kind of like a shit job for me and a shit boss. But now I'm in a workspace where I've been like, I have ADHD. It helps me in my job actually because I I work as a video editor and I'm a sound engineer and it's a creative job and it's a technical. And I like what I do so it helps me and helps me be creative. But I'll tell people like if I'm switching tasks fast or getting up or because I want to stand up at a desk and sit down. Like it's because I have ADHD and it's like the best thing ever because I feel like people understand it now and they're like yeah fair enough and also like you know if you do anything wrong guys blame it on the ADHD you know what like we have so many things that we have to deal with having ADHD like why can't we use it as an excuse if we do fuck up in something. So I love my job that I'm at because I'm open about my ADHD and they're like very opening towards it and it's also like I love it because I'm honest I was honest coming into it with what I have which I'd never done before and now it's like that's it like this is me and a lot of employees like see it as a benefit because there's so many creatives out there like Will I Am, the pr- music producer who was in Black Eyed Peas who have it and a lot of people say like That's why they're so good at their job because they're so out there, they're so different. They're so like hyper towards doing their task, doing what they love. It's actually more about doing what you love because people say if you have ADHD but you're doing something you love, you're just gonna go like 100 miles per hour at it. So people see it like, oh wow, like this person is different. So use it to your advantage, um, you know. Let's use it for once to our advantage. All right, I'm going to go through three more points quickly. So family psychoeducation, it's important for your support network to understand ADHD as well. So that's kind of what I was talking about. Environment restructuring, therapists and other professionals can help you restructure your surroundings to better suit your needs and to suit your life. So that's with me asking for a stand-up desk before coming into this job. Because I was like, I'm just going to let you guys know from now. Otherwise, I'm just going to be always like going in and out of the room. And the last one that is talked to you on this article is support groups. So there's ADHD coaches. They can help you meet your goals. The support groups do wonders for normalizing the ADHD experience and reducing isolation, anxiety, and distress. I actually am in a group at work for people with ADHD. And it's so good just having people that relate to you and if like a situation comes up, we're like, have you been through this before? Like, has anyone said this to you before? And they're like, yes, all the time. Or this has been such a big problem for me. This is what I do, or this is how I respond to that. So it's really good just to have other people there. Cause like, it's so weird. There are so many things that you do that you think, I did this, I made this up in my head, but like no other people do it as well. But actually none of us are unique. We're all humans and we have like the same human experience. Like literally, if you think you're like original and weird, you're actually not because there are people who have been through the same thing. Like (laughs) you're not special. Okay. And I'm going to wrap this up right now. Whoever did two parts. I love that for you. And I hope this helps. Love that for us.